Okay. What are we doing? What are we doing? Hi, Hi everyone. Welcome to episode three of Unfiltered. Hi, guys. I'm Michaela. Kim is drunk, but that's Kimberly. That is me even when I'm sober. Drunk Kim is 24-7. <laughs> you make yourself sound like I don't even know. <laughs> but she ain't, guys. She ain't. I am, though. Okay. Moving on. All right. We're here today. If you listen to our last podcast, we answered a bunch of the questions that you guys sent us. Sent us? Sent us. Po- podcast, podcast sent us. <laughs> we can't sent talk. Us. <sighs> Same, okay. brother. Same. Anyways, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. So on our last episode, we answered a bunch of your questions that you sent in. But y'all are too cool. You sent too many questions. So we had to split yes. it up into two um, because I, I don't know. It would have been like five hours long if we didn't. Yeah. Um, we're going to try to go faster this time. Part two, we are going to try to go faster. We realized we dr- drug it out a little bit last time. So we're here trying to speed it up. Yeah. And yeah. Thanks for your questions. It will thanks, probably do people. another one of these in the future. So keep thinking of good questions. These are fun. Yeah. Time yeah, to get started. Yeah, yeah. I guess this is unfiltered episode three. Oh, we don't have a name. Is it, is it just question questions? Part two. Yeah. Yeah. Part two. Okay. I have some questions, a couple of suggestions, part two. Part two. PT2. Here we go. Random number generator. <sighs> number 13. Okay. Oh, yes. Okay. Oh. <laughs> That's a tough one to start on. Okay. Number 13 is what did you regret not doing in college? And oh I feel God. like, one, that's too serious of a note to start on. And two, as we said before in our previous episode, we are going to make a whole separate episode about that question because it's something that really resonates with us, especially because we have had – so much time to reflect on that question after yeah. our college experience being cut three months short. Yeah. So I don't even think we're going to answer that right now. I think we'll just say we're going to talk about that in another episode. Is that okay? Or just like really quickly, basically, we regret not going out enough, right? Yeah. And like, like that's the umbrella. I wish I'd said yes to more. To more. I said yes. no a lot because I was so focused on studying, which is important. But yes. there's also a healthy line between studying and having fun and enjoying yourself. Right. So I wish I had said yes more. Agreed. Okay. We'll talk about that in a lot more detail in another episode. Moving on. Number eight. What do you do when you're the only girl in an engineering class? I honestly can't really relate to this because um, I chemical engineering at UCI was pretty 50-50 split. I'm very thankful for that. But I think Michaela can probably answer this better that our classes were maybe 35, 65, 25, 75, something like that split between females and males in my classes. So I wouldn't say I was ever the only girl in an engineering class, but I've definitely been the only girl on a group project or anything like that. Um, and then in general, definitely one of few in my classes. What do you do though? I don't know. There's not really anything you can do except try to stand your ground if there's you ever face any adversity because of it. Yeah. Um, and prove that you're a boss ass bitch. Like, yes. Show them what you can do because you're there for a reason. And honestly, that's all I can say. There's not really much you can do other than that. I have another piece of advice, actually, really yeah. quickly. 
I've noticed that a lot of women say sorry, like after everything yes. they say, don't say sorry, literally just Do talk. Apologize. Yes. Oh my God. Like take sorry. up space. And if you have to say something, if you obviously like don't interrupt, just be nice, but don't, don't say sorry for contributing an idea, contributing yes. a question, blah, blah, blah. And don't feel like your idea is not like worthy or not as right. good as anybody else's because of that. Yes. Speak up. Yes. Like that is, yeah. I thank you for saying that. Yes. That was yes, a yes. Really good piece of advice. I love that. No problem. Okay. Number 12. Number 12. Number 12. Number 12. <laughs> advice for higher education past undergrad. Ignored We're going to move on. Yep. The usual advice for higher education past undergrad. Um, I'm going to let Kim take this one. Yes. So I this is such a broad question. I don't even know like how to answer it. But basically do not. Okay. Here's my biggest piece of advice. Do not apply to a school just because it has the biggest name in the world and you think it's so amazing right. for that. Obviously, if you want to go there, go there. But the biggest reason why you should be applying to a graduate school is not because of the name of the school, but the reputation of a professor or a program. Those are way more important in graduate school than the name of any big university or whatever. So... Try to do your research on the professors and the program and not just these big name schools. Can I also say that I've also done some research about this um, and there are so many different types of programs out there that it's not just a master's or PhD. Like that it's, it's not black and white like that. Right. There are shorter one year programs or there in like some people will do their PhD and end up stopping and just doing their master's. And mm -hmm. that's totally okay. Like it's not just black and white. Like you have to do one or the other. There are a lot of options in between. Yes. So like blink, bleep <laughs> him out. He's doing a yeah. six month master's with a nine month exactly. internship. So right. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt So there's you. so many different no, it's Okay. But there are so many different options out there that sometimes people think it's just, you get your PhD or you get your master's degree and that's it. But there are so many different types of like post undergrad like continuing edu education that you can look into and that you can get involved in so if you're not quite sure you, what you want to do I would also suggest like looking around for other types of experiences yes. that are out there yes 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 but again if you want to hear more about that we're trying to speed through this one a little bit but there's just like that's a very broad question and there's so much I know Kim especially could talk about yeah. so if you want to hear more about that we're we're happy to elaborate um, just let us know yes 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 okay number two Ooh. oh my god <laughs> Jesus. Okay. So, okay. I'm going to read it. Yeah. Kim, please rate every boy you have ever kissed in college. Now, if you listen to our previous episode, there was a question that was, Kim, please rank everyone you have kissed in college. So that would be like from one to, I think it ended up being nine Yeah. of how many you've kissed, rank them. But this is rate every boy. So right. like one to 10, right? Yeah. Each boy. Oh God. Okay. Well, that's just so hard. <laughs> Okay, maybe we shouldn't say each boy. Maybe we should narrow it down to like the three biggest people. Flings. Who, yes, fling slash had impacts, whatever you want to say. Okay. RAP if they're listening to this. Yes. Okay, so we'll talk about can I not do my current boyfriend? Because obviously I love him very much, but we'll just do someone else. Yeah, because we all know he's like a two. So. Okay, Jesus. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love you. You know who you are. If you're listening to this, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We have a love hate relationship. It's fine. Lol. Okay, so we have. 
my first boyfriend in college. We'll yep. do the Scotland boy. Okay. And then we'll do the one that I kid my first kiss from middle school that I ended up making okay, out with. That you okay. ended up making out with uh, while in college because yes. he went to UCLA. Yes. Yes. Okay. yes. okay. So, um, my first, <laughs> my first boyfriend, <laughs> Jesus Christ. If we're taking into account everything, we're gonna give him like an an eight point eight. Ooh, generous. I mean, no, no. <laughs> I didn't mean it like that. Oh, my God. I didn't mean it like that. Yeah. I honestly thought, okay, if your current boyfriend's a, a 10. Yes. Let's well, say okay. that. Is he a 10? Because he told me I'm not a 10. Really? Oh, he said that. Yes. Oh, okay, okay. Well, I guess the question is, like, are you biased or not? Because if you're biased and you know them and you love them and you take personality into account, like, like you'd probably say a 10, right? But if you're looking from afar and you're solely ranking on like looks or something, right. then that's a different story. I'm ranking on everything, not just looks. Okay. Okay. My, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. What would you rate him as a 10? I'm not dating him. I would rate him. <laughs> I mean, my current boyfriend, I'd rate him as a nine or like a 9.5 okay. because okay. he told me that he doesn't want to give me a 10 because he doesn't want to boost my ego, whatever. So what are you, 9.9? I guess so. Oh, whatever. <laughs> I don't even want to get into this. Anyways. The guy that was from Scotland, okay, I will rate him, because we clashed a lot, I would say like a 7.5, just because we I'm fought a lot. taking personal offense to that, yes. because he is the male version of me. He is indeed. And he has the male version of my name, um, <laughs> and I am Polish. So and yeah, you guys have all the... I take personal offense to this, but whatever, moving okay, on. Okay, whatever, Number moving three. on. Uh, the guy from middle school. Okay, he'll always have a special place in my heart because my mom is convinced he was my first love. So I'll do like a an 8.9. <laughs> Kim is real generous with these numbers. Damn, okay. All right, Damn all right. it, I don't, I hate myself. <laughs> okay, anyways. Got thank it. Thank you for that ranking. Yeah, again. no problem. That was so uncomfortable. <laughs> Number six, when did you first know slash realize you had a friend group in college? I think I kind of like, I don't. Okay. So I don't remember the, the exact moment that it happened, but thus I can remember the sensation I felt. So in high school, I had like a, I, a lot of people experience this, but I had an identity change a couple of times. And so I didn't really have like a super set friend group i mean i have best friends that i still talk to from college shout out to or high school that shout out to them but in college it was just a moment where i felt like you i felt a true ah god i truly felt like i belonged for the first time in my life like i felt like i was at home so yeah. i don't remember the exact moment that that happened but that's how i felt when i was with so my roommate's at one okay you know what screw you kisses screw you you nuts x's and o's x's and o's i had i had a very defining moment really sort of no not okay i mean you know how i met them all and stuff like i had a particular like moment as to how i met like my good group of friends obviously friend group with my roommates that was just kind of like happened naturally as we were all paired together and we lived together for the, the four of us lived together for four years. Um, well, technically three years, yeah, yeah, yeah. but stayed. Got complicated. But anyway, so that was like kind of a natural. We were all lived together. You're going to bond, of course, with the people you live with. in gen- Not of course, but in general. Mm-hmm. We all had good relationships at that point. Um, so aside from my roommates, 
I had a funny situation as to how I met my best friends in college. Um, opposite of Kim, I was always a very like friend group oriented person, especially in high school. Mm-hmm. I had my friend group in high school. There was drama, whatever that happens in high school, Yikes. but always generally had a friend group. And so coming to college definitely was like looking for that or hoping for that or whatever. So definitely glad I found that with my roommates because it can be scary to go into college not knowing anybody and especially being someone who is used to having like a solid group of friends where you're all friends and whatever. So I found that with my roommates. But aside from that, I kind of had some stalkers. Mm. Um, (laughs) No, not really. But also kind of. Um, So I was taking the basic chem that we had to take as engineers freshman year. And I had a bright like turquoise teal Jansport backpack and a bright blue hydro flask that I took everywhere with me on campus. And Um, you're very blonde. And I am very blonde. If you do not know what I look like, I am very blonde. And so I stood out between my blonde hair, my bright blue hydro flask and my bright teal backpack. So that's the backstory. But basically I would always study in this one cafe on campus um, in the engineering quad. And one day these two guys like out of the blue, I think I had my headphones in or something. I was just studying, came down and sat at my table. Mm -hmm. Never seen these people before in my life. Take my headphones out, whatever. They're like, Hey, are you in like air assassing hams? I still remember this air assassing hams, like 2 PM chem one, one (laughs) a class or whatever. I don't know. And I was like, um, yes. And they were like, we've seen you in class and we see you all over campus. Like you're very memorable. Right. And we've seen you studying here and have wanted to come say hi. So like, (laughs) that's why we're here, whatever. And I was super confused. I was like, okay, these people have been like watching me all across (laughs) campus. Know that I'm in their like 300 person freshman year lecture class. Mm -hmm. I get it. I do stand out with all of those things I mentioned, but I was very confused. Anyways, ended up talking to the two of them. They were really nice. And they invited me to come study with them and the other people they were studying with at this cafe. And so that is how I met my best friends in college. <laughs> Most of them were in my major yeah. or other engineering majors. Um, it became a thing that we would always meet and study at that cafe. And now we are known as the Breakfast Club. Yes. So shout out to you, Breakfast Club. I love you guys. From stalkers to best friends. <laughs> They're really cute. I use that word. But yeah. Um, it's kind of a funny story and I'm thankful they reached out to me and cause that kind of took balls to come. No, I don't like that word. Kind of took guts to come out and talk to me yes. literally never having met me before. Um, so I'm really glad they did because they're honestly my best friends. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. So love you guys. Okay. So I don't know if that's when I knew, but that's when I first like found them as right. a group of friends yeah. and we all just kind of like kept studying together and hanging out. We were all had, like classes together and whatever. So it yeah. just kind of led from there. Okay. Number generator. Number nine. Quirk that all UCI students have. <laughs> What's a quirk? I realized we didn't talk about these before. <laughs> yeah, dude. What the nuts? Like <laughs> we're, we're straight balling on this one. <laughs> we're, we're just flying off our asses right now because yeah. the other one, we like prepped, we like read over all the questions, did. thought about what we were going to talk about, kind of split up who's going to say what we're just flying like blind. Yes, we are. Because we did not look at these at all. Wow. A quirk I realized that-, that when I read that and I was like, I don't have an answer to that. Yeah. Wow. Everyone likes Boba. I yeah. I was going to say everyone likes Boba and, oh, okay. Here's one that I don't know. Um, 
it's a quick story. And actually, I got a question about this, but I didn't write it down because I don't know how we would bring it up. But if you're from if you're not from UCI, we had a year. It was last year where this person on campus who was making oh, stickers yes. became famous and the they were completely anonymous. And basically, they made a meme out of our mascot and they would make different stickers based off of different internet Super memes. Cute. Yeah, like really cute stickers. They did one like, please don't talk to me or my son ever again or whatever that meme was. Different stuff like yeah. that. And so he created an Instagram and would have these drops all over campus. And I am not kidding. When he would drop where the location was of these stickers, hundreds of people like would stampede run across yes. campus. They would run across campus just to get in line for these stickers. And wait hours. Yes. If you look up like Peter drop, P Peter drop, whatever you want to say, P-E-T-R. Yeah. Like UCI, there are videos of these actual stampedes across yes. campus. And I don't know what other school would have this. Yes. It's such a UCI thing. I personally regret that I never got to go to a Same. sticker drop. I always had class and Same. I guess I should have skipped. I skipped enough class. I should have. Dude, I'm so pissed because there was a drop right outside one of my classes one time, but I had a midterm. So I was lined up outside my class. I saw the line. I was like, okay, there's a freaking drop. And then I had to go to my midterm. Okay. But get this, everyone. This is when you know you've met your true best friend. She knows that you've never gone to a drop and you've always wanted to. And someone decides to start. I think it was after the guy who was doing this revealed himself and he kind of like ended his whole thing. So it was like a couple months later. But people basically decided to start selling like similar stickers. Yeah. It was a thing and they're making money, whatever kind of cheat the system. But freaking Kimberly saw them selling stickers and they were had an engineering one yeah. and she bought it for me and gave it to me and I still have it. It had a little robot. Oh my gosh, it was so cute. And I still have it in my memory box. So shout out to you, Kim. Oh my God, I'm crying. Okay, anyway. That, that's a good quirk. That's a good one. Yes, it is. Okay, number 16. Yeah. Okay. Ooh, juicy. Has it been your experience that women already established in STEM support those behind them? Or do women also contribute to the challenges of being a woman in STEM by not actively supporting each other? Oh, this is such a good question. And I hate that we didn't talk yeah. about this before. <laughs> I actually have an answer to this. Okay, please. Um, okay, I would say that just being completely honest here, sometimes when I am in a setting, like in a group or something, and another woman comes in, I definitely feel threatened. And I mm -hmm. think that's a product of the way men have put women up against each other. So I guess mm -hmm. I'm like contributing to that problem, contributing to the challenges of being a woman by like perpetuating that culture of feeling mm -hmm. yeah. uh, threatened and kind of putting up a defense. But I don't know. I, I definitely have felt that I don't have a specific instance in mind. I just know that sometimes when I'll be with my all my engineering guy friends and another woman comes in. I'm yeah. automatically like, okay, if you see me right now, I right. look like a block. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, who are you? Yeah. So, okay. I was going to say, I would agree. And kind of along those same lines, I've definitely gotten like been competitive yeah. in that situation because I think because of the stigma, there's often like, it feels like maybe there's only one spot for a woman right. on a team or something like that, which is so not true. Yes. So not true. But because of that stigma, it can feel like that. So there's kind of like a competitive nature to be that woman or like prove yourself kind of. Right. So you might be fighting over each other in that sense. And again, I don't have a specific scenario of that either. But 
I've like felt that sort of vibe before. Um, but I will say Kim and I both, I guess this is kind of the first time we're bringing it up, but Kim and I both joined an engineering sorority mm-hmm. our sophomore year of college. Um, so that was kind of where we found a place for other women in STEM to build each other up. Yeah. It was definitely like a supportive group. For and, sure. Um, we both had leadership positions for almost all of our time in the sorority. And um, like, it was a great way to not only meet other girls in STEM on campus, but like they had really good connections. Like we're now both part of a national page for mm-hmm. like all of the chapters across the country. And people are always posting like job opportunities or different advice or talking about subjects exactly like this question, like on that um, Facebook page. So it's like a really good resource. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that has definitely been a place where we have found other females who do support and encourage and empower and build each other up. For sure. So it's not that every situation is necessarily th- like threatening or competitive or anything, but like this is unfiltered. We're going to be honest. Yeah. Like there are situations like that and it's something to be aware of for yourself as to how you handle the situation. Because as Kim said, by feeling that way and reacting, we're adding to the situation right. and that stigma. Um, so I'm getting long winded again. Gosh, I said I wasn't going to No, but that. really quickly, like just if you pick up any advice from this, just if you feel that way ever, like if you feel threatened, recognize that that is not yes. because you're actually threatened. It's because of this system that Right. Men have like set up for us that kind of pins right. us against each other and realize that that's not how you should view the situation and that right. a woman being there is actually very helpful, not a threat. I was going to say, and I've also had the same situation where I'll be the only female on a team or something and someone will join or whatever and we'll like band together because yeah. of that, because yeah, yeah, there's yeah. that bond of being one of the few women in that group or right. that team or that project or whatever it is. So that can be like a good place to meet people and connect to and like build each other up there. Mm-hmm. So it kind of just depends on the situation, but it can go both ways, I guess. Right. I agree with you. Okay. Number one, number one. Okay. This question <laughs> was meant to be a call out at us by one of our friends. Lol. Um, it says, do you feel like you missed out on experiences because you only went to Newport bars one time? Okay. This we did not go for one time. <laughs> we did not go one time. In fact, we went several. Yes. Um, in our last two years of college, once we turned 21, we were at those bars a lot, had a lot of good times there, but he does have a good question as to whether we felt we missed out on experiences because we didn't go as much as we wished we could have right. or wished we had. Again, this goes back to the whole regrets question. We're going to have a whole podcast episode on that. Mm-hmm. Po- podcast. Episode podcast. On that, sorry. So the question, the answer is yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but not one time. Okay, right. Just had to say that. Number 18. Okay, what should be done to encourage women to pursue slash stay in STEM? This is actually a topic for debate because I've seen some videos from women that are like, why we shouldn't encourage every woman to go into STEM. And, you know, I obviously agree with that because science and engineering is not for everyone. That is true. However, What needs to be said is that for the women that want to go in STEM and may not have the resources to do so, those are the women that need, that we Mm -hmm. need to develop resources for. So what should be done is that there should be more programs in maybe um, underdeveloped cities, cities that have like low, Mm -hmm. I don't know, like have high poverty rates and you know the schooling low system education rates right and stuff. low yeah. education rates programs should be developed for those cities where that reach out to those kit those women yeah. to expose them to different fields in science or engineering and yeah. to pursue women to stay in stem 
like the the development of our sorority is one great thing that happened Mm -hmm. you know the society of women and engineers there are different female science clubs joining those clubs or being part of those organizations will encourage you and help you see that a lot of women actually go through very similar experiences and you can relate to a lot of them yeah so there's my answer and they can give good advice yes i would also say this is like kind of a different route than what Kimberly has said. So in my experience, I found that there is a large trend. Kids, children are very impressionable. Mm -hmm. And so oftentimes, a lot of people I talk to that are females and have gone into STEM is because they often had some sort of introduction to science at a younger age. And I think that there is a stigma in a lot of families that like learning about science or engineering as a kid is something for the boys. Right. And not necessarily for the younger girls. But I was that girl who I had my dolls and stuff, sure, but I also had my Lego sets. Right. I had my science experiment kits and all of the, those things. And even if it didn't necessarily shape me to go into engineering, it gave me that like sense of curiosity and knowledge about what science was and kind of like the, the curiosity for it um, just because I think kids are so impressionable. So kind of encouraging that. That just goes with young children and girls in general like our sorority would do recruitment events for younger girls just to introduce them to stem because a lot of times they don't know what it is if they're not in a family that's surrounded by it right and Um, if you have like a younger female in your family there's a new netflix show i can't remember what it's called yes and it's a it's this woman who studied engineering in college and she has a science show and it's geared towards little girls it's called emily's wonder lab and so if you want to expose your kids to something like that or maybe your little sister or something please look into that because that's a great it's great to see a woman doing something like that definitely okie doke moving on number 17 did we do that one? Yes. Yes, we did. 19? No, we haven't. Oh, so many serious questions. Jesus. Okay. Do you sometimes feel like you can't ask for help because it contributes to the false image of girls not being as naturally successful in STEM like men? How do you overcome feelings like that to be successful when part of success is knowing when to seek out help? That was a very convoluted question. I need to read that like six more times before I can answer that one second. Okay. I'll answer it then. Is that Okay. okay. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, I definitely do feel scared to ask for help or ask questions in class. My, actually, one of my professors. So I had a class one one year in my senior year where it was split up into two quarters. So one quarter we had him, the next quarter we had him again, and he recorded data in each class of how many people asked ask questions, what their gender was, how often that person with that gender asked a question, blah, blah, blah. Mm. And in the next quarter, he showed us that men mm. were si- asking questions at a significantly higher weight, rate wow. than women were. And so I think that just goes to show that definitely I, I can say for me, myself, I definitely feel scared to ask questions in class. I don't want to look stupid. I don't want to look like I have a stupid question. Whereas I sometimes see guys, they just raise their hand and they'll (laughs) ask for any question. (laughs) Any question. So yeah, I, to overcome feelings like that, I'm still scared to ask questions in class, but I do force myself to go to office hours to show my face in front of the professor and to show them that I'm really trying to learn this and that I want to understand. So I think that part of it, I think you answered that really well. And I'm just going to add this one little bit and we can move on. But 
I think that part of it too is kind of in the question itself. Like I feel like sometimes I don't want to ask a question because not that I don't want to like feel dumb myself, but I feel like I have kind of to prove that I'm smart by being surrounded by all these other men. So if I ask a dumb question, it's going to kind of give like a bad reputation kind of, you know? So like, I feel like I have to prove that I I know, I know it or I'm smart or whatever, because I have to prove something. Um, But anyways, I think you answered it really well. I don't have that much else to add. So number seven. Ha ha ha. Oh, I'm excited for this question. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. I was crossing it out. (laughs) The question is, First impressions of each other. Well, I kind of touched on this when we talked about in our first episode when we talked about how we met. But first of all, when Kim first messaged me, we said this, but she was using y'all like every other word. <laughs> so I thought she was from Texas or like the South or something like that. Like she turns out she's from San Diego. Oh. Uh, yeah, I thought she's from Texas. So that was the very first impression. But then when I actually met her, beautiful girl, um, <laughs> first week Russian for a sorority. Um, kind of like first met her she did not like human like touch yeah. she didn't like hugs um, like I thought she was just like this like really cool girl that I was gonna be intimidated by the whole time and like I remember straight up thinking like okay I was not like and still I'm not good at makeup or anything and I thought Kim like was like I got this vibe that she's like the sorority girl she's gonna be so like fashionable and good at makeup and like I straight up remember being like oh yes like she can teach me how to do my makeup like <laughs> Turns out Kim literally never wears makeup. I don't know. How did to not join a sorority our first year. Ended up joining the engineering sorority with me. Yeah. <laughs> so all of that was a lie. And she is not from freaking South. Yeah. Uh, you fake. nut. You nut. Just kidding. That was my first impression. Okay. So, so I don't remember. I thought she was going to be the cool one. But then she wasn't. So Okay. No. I still am cool. Right, I don't remember sure. much to be honest. But what I will no no not so you're saying you, I'm not memorable not that you're not impressionable <laughs> or whatever I just that's it that whole time in my life is a blur like I can't really remember anything but what I do remember is when you said when we were messaging each other and you said you were in Europe because I had never traveled at, at that point I was like damn bitch she's in Europe <laughs> with her family Oh, my parents' paycheck. Like, am I right? Got, honestly, I was like, damn, <laughs> her parents must be rolling in the dough. So that was definitely my first, first, first impression. Beyond that, I guess I was like, oh, she's kind of small. <laughs> You're literally the same height as me, but whatever. But I'm like big. I, I know, know. You're like broader. Yeah. Like, like, I don't know. I'm petite. You're like normal size. For You're petite. I'm petite. But- <laughs> Perfect. That sums it up perfectly. <laughs> Moving on. Number 10. Okay. How many campus rules did you break and what were they slash was it worth it? <laughs> huh? Huh? Rules? I follow all of them. Yeah, I do though. Oh, one time I left the dining hall with a cup, but it was on accident. Wow. Um, yeah. Not Neither of us ever went. Oh, did you go in the tunnels? No, neither of us ever went in the no. tunnels. UCI is famous for, like, these underground tunnels that are actually pretty dangerous. And so, obviously, that's, like, illegal or against the rules. But neither of us ever did that. Okay, um, we suck, dude. I don't think I any I ever broke any rules. <laughs> okay, I'm sure we did. But, like, did we? Like, I was too scared to walk in the bike lane. Wow. Sorry. Sorry, folks. Sorry, we're not rebellious, I guess. I guess not. Maybe if we think of something, we'll mention it later. But... I'm trying to think. I feel like there's got to be something. We're cooler than this. What the nuts, bro? What What are? What even are the campus rules? <laughs> yeah, it's a good question. 
Like, um, okay, I used to steal napkins from Starbucks <gasps> and Panda Express. <gasps> Come arrest me because... Okay, moving on, I guess. Uh, yeah, I guess. Maybe we'll come back to that one. But wow. we're really, really not the most interesting people. Yeah. Next. On to the next one. Let's do this one? Yeah. Okay. Oh, dude, hold on. My nose is bleeding. I have to go. What? <laughs> oh, shit. Um, sorry, everyone. My nose was bleeding. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't realize we were leaving off there. Yeah, so Kim had blood running down her, her arm. Oh, it man. looked like she'd been murdered or something, but she's alive. Okay, where were we? Question number after Kimberly's nose stopped bleeding. Yes. Padcast, question number. Oh, do you want to do this one first? Study habits? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so someone asked, what are your study habits? Um, I don't want to go through all of them, but my favorite study habit, in case you're wondering, is called the Pomodoro Method, I believe. Sounds like a cheese. Yeah, it does. Uh, but it is not a cheese. It is an academic study method. Pomodoro. Pomodoro? I don't know. Look it up. Google's smart enough to know what you're referring to. Um, it's basically where you study in intervals and you only focus on one thing during that interval and you don't look at your phone or anything else and you set a timer and then you have a certain amount of time of break and then in the next interval you just focus on something else or the same subject blah 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 it's really really effective and a great way to get stuff done like in blocks so yeah i remember you would do this and yell at me for not setting timers yeah i would not take breaks i would just study through i did not have the best study habits I was always so amazed at you because you studied a lot in the room or whatever room that you yeah. were living in. And in for me, one, I couldn't do that our last two years because obviously I didn't right. have a desk. But our first two years, I was always gone, even if You're I had a desk in the room because I was in the library. I cannot yeah. study in my room. It's so hard, which and is I why study in the library. I'm so scared for grad school starting up because my desk is in oh, my yeah. room and I'm at home. Just move your desk to outside and then put some bookshelves and yeah. put some books and then you'll feel like you're at the library yeah and just play like a soundtrack of people sneezing and crunching on chips and like yeah snoring in the library like sleeping in the library and you'll feel like you're there like and then the all the library. frat brothers like gathering your fingertips yeah in the corner of the room and they're yeah. all like ah you go in the bar yeah. yeah that's exactly what happens in the library so you'll feel right at home great yeah no i cannot study in the library Ugh. disgusting well you studied in the phoenix girl yeah sometimes that was only when I was on campus. I hated being on campus. I was always in my room. Yeah. You really were. Every time I came home, you were there. I just was so much more comfortable in my room. I don't like being around people. And you also pee a lot. So <laughs> I do. So having to leave my stuff and be like, yeah. can you watch my stuff? Thinking, can you watch my thing? Yeah. I get it, dude. No, I get it. No, I get it. But like, I get it. Okay, I'm going to punch you. Next okay. question. Um, let's do this one first. That's kind of depressing. The question is, what was your worst day of college and why? Getting that email that school was officially canceled and that senior year was ending early due to coronavirus. It was on my birthday, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, yeah. And that, that the biggest thing was, yeah, that graduation was canceled, not even classes. It was classes going online. It was graduation was canceled. And that was on my birthday. I remember crying like eight times. I called my mom like five, crying to her. We were walking back to our apartment in tears. I was like, nice. This is a great day. Yeah. And that week was just not good for me. Yeah, that happened. My grandmother died. That was real rough. Was having problems with my boyfriend. Not lit. That March week was just 
literal hell. Yeah. But literally. we made it alive. Off topic. Okay. Yes. I don't know. Which one should we do first? Because this one kind of gets... No, okay. Let's do this one first. Yeah. Okay. Favorite and least favorite thing about campus. <laughs> okay. <laughs> My favorite and least favorite is honestly one thing. It's not what I said earlier. <laughs> it's the... I like how hilly UCI is, but at the mm. same time... I don't like how, because I sweat very easily. And it's not that I just sweat easily. I sweat a lot. So Mm -hmm. coming, going to class and having to zoom through those hills, I would go to class drenched a lot of times. And I'm not exaggerating when I say drenched. I sweat. Yeah, I did. I do too. I remember those days, especially in like September, October. Yes. When summer was ending and then you had to like, and you're wearing the short shorts and you'd sit down and then your legs would stick to the chair. Or how about not being able not being able to wear shorts at all because you work in a lab for research or Ooh, have to work. Good times, dude. Have yeah. been there. Lol. So it's Cheers. Cheers to that, guys. PPE. I was going to say least favorite thing. Okay. I feel bad saying this because a lot of my friends are commuters, but it's a commuter school and I didn't like that about UCI. Yeah. Because it was just like so dead on the weekends, yeah. and, like after class, like in the evenings and stuff. Like there was just nothing really going on. And since we lived there, it kind of sucked. But but also a lot of my friends are commuters. Cut what? Who? <laughs> commuters. <laughs> so I'm glad I met them. But wait, what's my favorite thing about campus? I, Aldridge Park, honestly, mm-hmm. she's a blessing. Yeah. Just so beautiful. Like some of my favorite days were just walking from class to class. And like I remember Fridays, I would always see people like playing games in the park or hammocking and stuff in the park. Like I never did that. And that was something I regret not for like hanging out in the park more, but yeah. I just love walking through that park. It was so pretty. Um, I think another thing we could both agree on is our least favorite thing really quickly is the fact that there's no football team and like the. Yes, right. or- yeah. We did not have like UCI does not have much school spirit. Yeah. Like, we would go to the volleyball games and we would hype ourselves up, but I agree. That's definitely, that was definitely something I would. Sadly, like I missed out on. Okay, last question for today. Favorite traditions you kept throughout college? We had one tradition that we did all four years of college. We even did it this past year when things were rough. But we basically had like a falling out with one of our roommates, mm-hmm. which will probably come up in one of our later podcasts, let's be honest. Um, but we're both still very triggered by that whole situation that happened. So yeah. it was a really fun tradition at the time. And I'm really glad we did it. And like, Honestly, like, I'm glad we still did it all four years, even though all that shit was happening, because it's, like, fun to look back at the pictures. But anyways. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, anyways, that tradition was that um, every Christmas, um, our other roommate, who is one of our best friends, who wants to be featured. Oh, can we say her name? Yes. Okay, Daria. Yeah, the love of my life. Her family would invite me, Kim, and our other roommate that we had the falling out with um, over to their house every year for, like, a family Christmas dinner before like right before finals mm-hmm. so it was our kind of little getaway from studying and then we would always they lived on a street that had like super pretty lights and everyone would decorate for Christmas so every year we went there and had dinner which was always the best and, and we then, have pictures from every year yeah, of us going to Santa hats. yeah yeah we all had Santa hats and we dressed cute and we have pictures from every year and honestly they are cute to look back on and I'm glad we did it every year but yeah the other one we said, what was it? Oh, you did this. You can talk about this. Oh, right. <laughs> um, so I started this tradition because during Christmas time of our first year, I was trying to think of a gift that I could get all four of the girls and or all, all three of the girls, including me. So that's four. Yeah. And I was going through the mall one day and I just saw this calendar that had 
hot guys with cute animals like that was the title of the calendar and all the guys had their shirts off so that was our first calendar and then after that we had um what was it the hot island guys because our roommate daria went to Hawaii, Hawaii, and one of shirtless island guys. And then when I studied abroad in Scotland, I found one of shirtless (laughs) men in kilts, shirtless in kilts. So we just, I guess, our tradition was having hot guy calendars on our wall in our apartment dorm room. Honestly, the best kind of tradition. Seriously, though, because we, it's so cringy, I'm sure, if you're listening to this, but looking back, I enjoy this memory. We would just stare at the pictures and, like, go (laughs) through each one. Like, one day, if we're stressed, we would go through the calendar (laughs) and be like, oh, he's the hottest one. You got to look for your birth month, your birth (laughs) month, and see if they're hot, you know? Exactly. I wish we had kept the Scotland one, dude. I miss it. We didn't? We threw it away? I think so. Damn. No. I hope you know that I still expect those every year for my birthday or something. Okay. Um, <laughs> on my way. <laughs> no, Kim just buys me gogi for my birthday. And it's honestly, that's what you got me the past two years and it was the best. Oh, speaking of gogi, another tradition is the Korean barbecue. Oh, you're right. Yeah. That was, yeah. That, so my friend group, some form of the group, we couldn't always get everyone to go, but some form of, a, of us would go every quarter after finals. Mm-hmm. And me and one of my one of the other guys in the group went every single time. Right. We didn't miss a single time. And Kim came a lot too. But no, that was, yeah, that was, how did I not remember that? Well, that's sad. But yes, that was like one of my favorites for sure. Because it was so good. Well, I miss Jen. I know, <laughs> dude. I miss Green Barbecue. Okay, lol, when that was 20 minutes. And that was supposed to be the last thing. We were not supposed to take that long. It was but- long. I'm sorry. We really are trying to do it fast. But you guys had so many good questions for us. You know what, Michaela? No. This is a sign that we're good podcasters, good conversationalists, because what happens is in a good conversation, you are able to. If you, okay, if you have a little social anxiety and you're trying to figure out how to draw conversations with people and not in a like uncomfortable way, what you have to do is try to connect different things. If someone brings up something that, you know, someone else did, or you've done in the past, and it's like an interesting topic that you can talk to, try to bounce off of that, you know, and that's the bitch who was making fun of my transitions in the last episode. Okay. The no, first episode. I was I not making was. fun of that. <laughs> I know. I, I could tell that <laughs> as a fellow expert conversationalist. Oh, 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 oh. Okay. All right. All right. I think that's a cute. <laughs> I suck, you guys. Um, thanks. Anyways, for- um, I'm Michaela. I'm Kimberly. And, and this, this is Unfiltered. Okay, we've tried so many times. We're going to have to think of a new ending because, okay, good night, everybody. Yeah.